Ah. Hello there. And welcome back to my podcast episode. Uh, it's still episode one. It's 1.2 maybe or one part two. Because I'm still not ready to jump into the hobby section of my life or my artistic work, if you will. So I was thinking if it's maybe a bit more appropriate to get back to one of my older stories. Um, The experience I had when I was married the first time. And the first and only time, I should say. Uh, My voice is a little bit uh, messed up today. I was working on a construction site uh, supporting a friend uh, who needed a hand. And um, I was a bit, you know, in cold weather, a bit stormy today. And I just, I feel like I catch a cold or something. So don't feel bothered by it. The fireplace behind me is running. I can hear the fire crackling. And it is beautiful. I'm sitting here with a... Just a second. What is that? I have a Tyrconnell. I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing this correctly. It's an Irish whiskey. And yes, I am a whiskey drinker. I enjoy all sorts of whiskey. Sometimes the cheap. Sometimes the more expensive ones. Sometimes the soft and mild ones. And sometimes the really smoky ones. And to be honest, my favorite whiskeys are always the smoky ones. They have to knock your socks off, if you know what I mean. That's that's the kind of whiskey I like. Strong taste, hits you in the gut. Oh, it's just beautiful. And tastes great. A lasting taste. An experience that you won't forget. But only for those who really enjoy the whiskey. That's a different topic. We'll come to that sometime later. But for today, I just wanted to uh, dwell in some... Some memories of the past. Hmm. Yeah, in case you're wondering, the um, I don't have a microphone stand. It's directly on my desk. So you might hear a keyboard. You might hear a glass on the table. Well, anyway, um, my marriage, yeah. I was 28 when I got married. Before that, however, um, I mentioned that in my last uh, podcast, we were, during my marriage, we were living inside the house of my parents-in-law, which means that we had very narrow space. It was a very small house, of course. But before that, we were trying to get our life together, sharing an apartment, our first one together. Uh, before that, we lived we lived under very weird circumstances. That's a different story. But um, this was the first attempt that we had to try to find a space for us both in a very large apartment, actually. We had a lower floor. It was actually the first floor of the entire building. But in that floor, we had the main floor for ourselves, which was a kitchen, a living room, a bedroom, and a bathroom, of course with two entrances, which was kind of interesting. We had a guest bathroom with a shower under the roof, which was the second floor of that apartment. And it was beautiful. It was a great place. It was beautifully crafted and carpented. It was really something else. I mean, you don't see stuff like that every day. And uh, it had wooden 
uh, beams going through the ceiling inside the room you could actually use them for something for decoration or you know just it was a very uh, old school feel and vibe to that apartment it was absolutely stunning and wooden uh, wooden floors of course it had a wooden uh, stairway it was just it was remarkable and during that time when we moved in we were not married yet we were just still together just as a couple for about four years actually or maybe three and a half to four years and um i remember the time when we just moved in we shoved all the furniture up there the boxes the the bags of 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 all sorts of shit you know just a lot of stuff really and uh, we got ourselves a new couch and and you know just the, the usual actually I, I think you can <laughs> you can't imagine what i mean but it was chaos there were boxes everywhere and 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 uh furniture parts we had a new uh bedroom closet a gigantic one with swing doors you know the, the, that that kind of stuff and and um at the time, I had some free time for myself. I was currently studying in a uh, some something like an online school, something like uh, an, an a, a male and how to say this correctly. I'm right now a bit standing beside myself. My English is not the best today. But let's say it's just uh, really something that you... It's it's an, a long-distance university. That's the best way I can put it. I love spending my, my, my money on that kind of stuff because that was an investment that was worth something. And you learn something in your free time or all the time, depending on how you want to you wanna deal with that knowledge. And, of course, because of the moving, I made a break because taking care of the apartment, you know, building up the furniture and unpacking... And cleaning up, decorating, all that stuff. It, it takes, of course, lots of time. And she was going to work at that time. She didn't, had no vacation. And she was working in a hospital as as a nurse. Or something like that. Like an assistant to a doctor. But basically a nurse. And um, during that time, every day when I woke up, I made some breakfast for myself. She was long gone to work by that time. And I would start to unpack and build up furniture and build up more and more. I built up our huge uh, bedroom closet all by myself. No friends there, no no help, nothing. I'm not stupid. I can take care of my stuff, you know. I'm, I'm good with tools. I like doing it. It's like a Zen moment, and you know, when you just build something up for yourself. And it kept on moving quite nicely. But, you know, one step at a time, and in a few days, you would see uh, awesome changes. And... I remember the first day when she went to work. Eight hours later, she came back home into the apartment, opened the door and asked me what I have done. And I asked her, what do you mean? I was building up the the, the closet and unpacking some stuff. And she said, and what else did you do? I said, nothing. I was working on the closet. And she said, you could have done so much more by now. 
and she was really starting to 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 cause a fight and an argument expecting the entire apartment to be ready in 24 hours and i thought who the fuck do you think you are you gotta be kidding me so she kept on arguing arguing and arguing and pushing my buttons and there was not a thank you, no nothing, no no sympathy, not, not even the smallest kind of support, not even showing gratitude of any kind. Even though that, you know, stuff was, was done, I took care of this stuff myself. And I was happy doing so. It was fine. I didn't give her any request to do something with me or for me. Not one single bit. And she came home from work after the first day and gave me shit why I wasn't fast enough to do more. I thought, you got to be shitting me. And she couldn't stop arguing. And I just, I, I wanted to let it go. You know, like, yeah, you had probably a bad day. It's fine. Uh, just skip it. That's not the way she wanted to talk. That wasn't the, the, the proper answer. And she wanted to argue. She really was looking for a fucking fight. And she kept pressing my buttons and, and telling to me into my face that I was lazy and that I was just, you know, fucking around, doing some, some nonsense all on my own, watching too many movies or stuff like that, without actually working for the apartment. And that's when I almost snapped. And I was very, very, very close on punching her in the face. Instead, I actually made a fist, and I threw a blow directly to the kitchen door. And I broke the kitchen door and almost my hand. That moment she was silent. She drove me to the hospital and said that she was sorry. And I knew in my gut at that day I should have dumped that bitch. I'm sorry for using that harsh word. But I really, you know, in hindsight, I got to tell you, there are certain people out there who are not good for you, who do not appreciate who you are, do not appreciate what you do and what you bring to the table. They don't care about your personality. They don't care about who you are. They don't care what you can do or what you can give. They just want to take. And she was one of those persons. Now, at some good times when she had the nerve and the patience, she would give me some support and some gratitude. But only sometimes. In all other cases, it had to go her way and only her way. And that was really bad. And I didn't realize it because I was too young. I was too stupid. I didn't pay attention. I thought that she was just meaning, uh, you know, just trying to help me, being somehow a good person in, in her own way, and that I should give her more credit and believe her. And that was wrong. <laughs> of course that was wrong, but I didn't see it at the time. I wasn't aware. And so many people, no matter if man or, or, or woman, you know, male or female, it doesn't matter. We, we all share these, these uh, circumstances and situations every now and then during our lifetime to make us learn something, to make us more mature in the end, I suppose, and to not make the same mistake again and look for people who actually, for real, are good for us. And I wasted so much time with that woman. And I wish I hadn't. My life would have been completely different. But hey, you know, there's uh, only so much you can do, I suppose. It's, um, I needed the lesson, I guess. I really did. And we had many, many arguments in regards to this kind of stuff. Pretty much, um, 
The same result, really, by being labeled as lazy or labeled as a cheat, labeled as all sorts of things, just to give her a reason to justify pushing your buttons all the time, just provoking a fight. God, I hated her so much. And I couldn't get my act, my act together just to just quit and leave her. Because my problem back then was I thought I needed her, and I didn't. I never did. Not really. But my immaturity, my inexperience in relationships, that was the the main problem I had back then to not leave her fast enough. I should have known, but, you know, that's just the trick in life. Other people, I've read of stories of women who were getting, you know, verbally abused by, by men over years, being treated as, as a cheap whore, being treated as not good enough, not intelligent enough. Uh, not being, you know, being selfish, being this, being that. All sorts of things, labeling just to put you down, talking you into your grave, making you feel like being insufficient and, and, and um, not worthy, not worthy of spending the time with that person who's actually just trying to hurt you, not really pulling you up to a place where you actually belong. Not seeing eye to eye, not being interested in what you feel, what you think. And that's uh, that's a, that's a tragedy. A tragedy that really is. It's it's selfish behavior to the worst kind, to the most extreme. It's of course really bad if somebody you know gets violent and you have domestic violence everywhere. In my case, that wasn't really happening. I don't remember that she would even. No, she didn't. Never really. Just, I mean, she was aggressive. My ex, my ex was really. An unbelievably impatient, stubborn, aggressive person. And while I was getting older over time, I mean, we actually spent nine years together in total. And I, like I said before in my first uh, episode, my first podcast, we were both young. I was a little bit older, not that much, just a few years. And uh, to be honest, I can't even remember because I'm trying to, for, to to just forget the times and be done with it, you know. But every now and then, these memories pop back up. So she wanted to argue a lot by just making a point. She wanted to be right all the time. She wanted to be, you know, uh, the one who's respected, the one who has the most experience, even though she had no experience at all about so many things. And I could tell, I mean, I could just listen to her, and I thought, yeah, well, she's just having a moment trying to be uh, the center of attention. And I just let her to that outcome and just let her have it for a while. While I was thinking to myself, that's my chair, by the way, while I was, while I was thinking to myself, you know, over time you will see that you, will, that you were wrong and you will apologize eventually and seeing things a bit differently, I suppose. But she never did. And, you know, she lied to me, too. I mean, she, she promised to me that she would stop smoking. And since that time, I don't really like smokers that much anymore because it's... Uh, I had more experiences than just her, but uh, still, you know, I, I, I actually had real love for her in the beginning, and I looked just beside that. I thought, if you want to keep smoking, it's fine. But I would really wish if you would just stop doing that. 
because it's you can't compare it to alcohol. It's a different kind of drug. Uh, cigarettes just mess you up in your brain a little bit and make you addicted to something that you don't even are... You're not aware that you're addicted, and you would never admit that you're addicted. An alcoholic is sometimes the same if the alcoholic syndrome is actually taking place. Somebody who can't stop drinking. And in my case, you know, I, I drink. I like to taste. Then I have... For a couple of days or weeks or sometimes even a month, I don't drink anything at all. I don't need to. I'm not an alcoholic. I can control everything that I do with the alcohol. And I function just fine with it. I was never drunk at work, not once in my life. You know, that that kind of thing. And she was claiming, if you can drink, then I can smoke as much as I want. And that wasn't really a, a fair comparison if you consider what each stuff and substance does to you. So it's like comparing apples with uh, cherries or bananas or something. It just, it doesn't work. But in her intelligence, I have to say that she couldn't do any better in that argument. And she wasn't the brightest person to begin with. But I, I know it sounds mean, but, you know, I've, I've known her long enough. So I just know. And... Um, well, she lied to me and said, okay, I will stop smoking. I promise you, I will work on it and I'll do anything I can. And if I can't do it, I will tell you. And she was lying into my face and smoking in the bathroom the entire time. And I noticed, of course, because, you know, my sense of smell, because I'm a non-smoker, is just so much more sensible, really. And I smell that stuff just a mile away. I mean, seriously, you can't fool me. What the fuck? So one day, you know, I, I tried to confront her with that information and, and told her, look, I know that you've been smoking. I can smell it. I've been in the bathroom. It's so obvious that there was smoke in there. I wish you could be just more honest and tell me that you just don't want to quit smoking. I, I think I could have accepted it at some point, but not just lie to me in my face. And she freaked the fuck out. I tell you, she was screaming at me and shouting and complaining. How dare you think I would lie to you? How dare you this? How dare you that? And who do you think you are? And I've been doing all this stuff for you. I've been cooking for you. I've been doing, you know, this kind of argument, this kind of female behavior, this, this toxic behavior is really, really messed up. And I just, you know, I took a pause. I took a breath and thought, okay, okay. If you say I was wrong, I'm sorry. I'll never ask you about this again. That's what I said. And I let her go off to work. And I used that time because I knew she was lying. Of course I did. I mean, Jesus. You smell the difference. There is no joke. There's no mistake. You know it's cigarettes. It's just for fuck's sake. Man, she was fucking stubborn and naive at that moment. So I went into the bathroom after she went to work, and I searched the entire place, the entire bathroom. And I didn't have to look, fortunately, long enough, not too long. I was looking for, a bit, I think, 20 minutes. I checked the cupboards there, the mirror, the, the, uh, the, the stuff that she was using for, for showering, you know, all these, these bath gels and all that crap. And through the towels and, and the, the clothing box, all that kind of stuff. And eventually in some plastic uh, cup somewhere in a shelf, I found it. 
I found a package of cigarettes with a lighter. Opened, of course, used, you know, prepared for everything for fast consumption. And I thought, ha, of course. So I took it. I hid it in my little place somewhere in my desk. And I was just waiting. You know, I, I was very lazy that day. I, I didn't do shit inside the house. I was, I, I didn't take care of, uh, that much about my, my studying either. That day I thought, you know what? You lied to me like that, so aggressively, so blatantly. I thought, yeah, I ain't doing shit. I'm going to wait until you come home. Wait until you go into the bathroom. And wait to see what happens. So after a couple of, uh, oh, I love this fireplace, I tell you. After a couple of hours, in the evening, um, I was preparing some, some dinner for myself, you know, just... Well, I actually, I think I remember I cooked for us both because I didn't want to be just the complete asshole. <laughs> you know, food is important, so I did cook. And I think some noodles or some shit. And she came home, uh, uh, went into, just said, Hi, how you doing? How was your day? You know, I'm fine, I'm fine. And she went into the bathroom and stayed there for 20 minutes. I didn't hear any water. I didn't hear a shower, nothing. So I sat in the kitchen. I looked directly to the bathroom door and waited. Waited proud, you know, and just just with a smile on my face. Yeah, come out, come out, you little skank. You know. And she did eventually. She popped out with her head between her shoulders, you know, just looking down like a beaten dog and said, Honey, I'm sorry. <laughs> And said, I'm sorry I lied to you. And I said, yeah, I know that you did. And you screamed at me, defending yourself, even though you lied. Why did you do that? So, the end of it all, she, she, she told me something that I actually just wanted to hear, and she knew that. And I, I knew that she wouldn't give up smoking. I said, if you really want to keep smoking, I will keep drinking. Either way. And she said, yeah, okay, it's fine. Just don't get too drunk. I said, I won't. I just like the taste. I'm never going to be drunk. It's fine. And I was. You know, I was, I was doing great. And she was smoking her ass off because she was fucking stupid. <laughs> That's where we left off, you know. That's it. And uh, after that, uh, so many years got, went by. And she was still doing the same crap. Giving me shit because I was drinking. My whiskey, for fuck's sake, or, or a beer, or whatever. You just like, you know, there was an evening, and she said, you, you had one a few days ago. Why do you have to drink now again? I said, because I want to. I made a choice. And there you go again. It was just a fucking argument about nothing, really. Just the, this woman being a bitch all over again. And that, the older I got, the more I calmed down. I became more quiet. I wanted to just, you know, less arguing. I, I just didn't want to because it was always the same. Always the same nagging and, and, and fighting and arguing and screaming around. And I thought, you know what, go fuck yourself. So I just, even during our marriage, it got, you know, before the marriage, it was not quite as bad, but it became really bad after we got married. And that's when I knew I, I have to get out. And I took the easy way out, of course. I'm, 
I do apologize for that, but I was looking for someone else, like I said before in my old podcast. And it was important, and I'm glad I did that. Just the way I did it wasn't really correct. I could have done it with more style and more finesse, but I wasn't mature enough to actually get through that or to make a plan according to you know, common sense and just being fair, just saying, you know what, we had a great time. I don't love you anymore. Fuck off. I don't care what you do. Take your parents, take your fucking house. Get the fuck away from me. I'll take my shit. I will move to God knows where, but I never want to see you again. And that's exactly what I should have said. And I didn't. Instead, I, I fell, I had a crush on someone at work who was actually just the same fucking cunt all over again. And um, it's just, uh, uh, I made many mistakes. And it took me a while to understand that there are certain people who are not good for you. And at my current stage now, I know pretty good, uh, pretty precisely what kind of person is good for me and what not. I've learned enough to know that, that I'm sure of. But uh, I also learned that in my current state, like I mentioned before, I don't need anyone. I, I just want to keep working on my stuff. That's really the most important thing. A person in my life would just stand in my way. And like I also said before, it goes for many of you who have experienced maybe the same stuff, similar situations, or just realized from the start much faster than I did much sooner that um, staying alone for a certain amount of time is the best option to reach a certain goal or a certain age of maturity, whatever, whatever the case. You know, just, uh, I know everyone is different. And, uh, but, you know, the situation that you have chosen to stay alone, to avoid relationships because of productivity, because of orientation, of self-discovery, it's, it's, uh, it's a cycle that can happen to anyone who at least admits that they're feeling this right now. And they have to follow that urge to figure out something. And it can happen at any age. I've met people who were 60 and felt that for the first time. And it's, it's okay. It's perfectly fine. It's, it's really okay. There's no shame in that. Really no shame. And I applaud anyone who goes his own way or her own way. I just, I can't stress this enough. It's really important that you know who you are and that you know what you want. And even if you don't know it exactly at that moment, you will find out. You will most definitely find out what it is that you want, who you want to be, and who you are at the moment. And... Um, well, I don't want to get this podcast running for too long. Um, to anyone who's listening, I salute you. I hope you're doing well. I hope that this pandemic is not kicking your ass too much and that you have a great life, uh, a great time. And if you listen to this and you don't feel completely annoyed, uh, thank you for sitting through it. And maybe, just maybe... We're going to listen to each other, or you listen to me more likely, some other time. I'd be glad if you could tune in. I wish you a great evening, 
in my area right now it is uh, almost 8 o'clock, 8 p.m. It's a Saturday <laughs> evening, uh, and I'm enjoying my whiskey. So take care of yourself. Good night, and take care.